Let me begin our study by reading the passage from Ruth that we'll be focusing on. That passage is Ruth chapter 1, verses 19 through 22. There we find Ruth and her mother-in-law journeying back to Bethlehem. Ruth chapter 1, verse 19 says, So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass, when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them, and they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. On November 16, 1811, an unusual thing happened to the Mississippi River. The name Mississippi comes from an Indian word that means big river. The river flows some 2,348 miles from its source in northwestern Minnesota to the Gulf of Mexico. What happened in 1811 was unprecedented for the river. An earthquake hit the state of Missouri and had a strange effect on the river. For a short period of time, the river's direction was interrupted and it flowed backward. Seems to me that there have been many that found themselves going backward in their Christian life. We find several such examples in the Bible. We are told in 2 Timothy 4.10 that Demas went backward. John Mark, according to Acts 15.38, is another such example. And, of course, the classic example is Jonah. Instead of cleaving to the Lord, there is often a leaving of the Lord. Robert Robinson expressed it so well in his great hymn, Come Thou Fount. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Many could describe their spiritual condition in the words of William Kirkpatrick's hymn, Coming Home. The first verse of that hymn goes like this. I've wandered far away from God, now I'm coming home. The paths of sin too long I've trod, Lord, I'm coming home. I've wasted many precious years, now I'm coming home. I now repent with bitter tears, Lord, I'm coming home. I'm tired of sin and straying, Lord, now I'm coming home. I'll trust Thy love, believe Thy word, Lord, I'm coming home. And the refrain of that hymn goes like this, Coming home, coming home, never more to roam. Open wide thine arms of love, Lord, I'm coming home. Many, during their Christian life, have spent some time wandering from God and wasting their time in paths of sin. I think of the story told by Jesus of the prodigal son who wandered far from home and wasted his inheritance pursuing sin. If that is your case, may I suggest you echo the words of that hymn, Lord, I'm coming home, the paths of sin too long I've trod, Lord, I'm coming home. Here in Ruth, we see the story of a believer coming home. As we have seen, Naomi has been away from home and away from God. Now we find her coming home, and most important, back to God. You can almost hear Naomi saying, I've wasted many precious years, now I'm coming home. I now repent with bitter tears, Lord, I'm coming home. In Naomi, we see a disturbing example of failure. 
we see in her the bitter experience of being away from God. Yet we also have in her a delightful example of forgiveness. We see in her the blessed experience of coming back to God. We read in Ruth chapter 1 verse 22, So Naomi returned. So let's consider her return. First, think with me of the town to which she returned. Now we read in Ruth chapter 1 verse 19, So they two went until they came to Bethlehem. Ten years have passed since we saw her leaving Bethlehem, Judah, at the opening of the book of Ruth. Now we see her coming home. Naomi coming back to Bethlehem was the same as coming back to God. She illustrates for us a believer that has gotten away from God, but comes back to God. A certain businessman was asked how he had become so successful. He replied, good decisions. The questioner persisted, how did you learn to make good decisions? The crusty old fellow answered, experience. One more question then followed. Well, how did you get the experience? He answered, bad decision. Naomi had made a bad decision when she left Bethlehem and God. But now we see her making a good decision as she comes back to God. When we think of Bethlehem, we think of the place of God's praise. Bethlehem was in the land of Judah, which means praise. It was the place where God was glorified and honored. It was the place where He was extolled and exalted. Naomi was returning to the place where God could be and would be honored in her life. A believer away from God does not bring glory to God. Let me repeat that. A believer away from God does not bring glory to God. When one is away from God, instead of a life that is glorifying to God, it is grieving to God. Instead of living a life by which God is honored, he is dishonored in that person's life. How sad it is to see people that once honored and glorified God with their life now living a life that displeases and dishonors him. I am sure that all of you can think of someone that once served God and lived for him, but now they are away from him. On the other hand, I'm sure you can think of someone who came back to God. You may be thinking of yourself. Praise the Lord and bless His name that we can come home and once again bring honor and glory to His name. To Him be praise and glory for His mercy, grace, and forgiveness. But Bethlehem also speaks to us as the place of God's presence. In Ruth chapter 1, verse 6, we are told that Naomi heard how the Lord had visited His people. She was returning to the place where His presence was real. She was coming back to the place where she could be in God's presence and experience God's presence. I think of when Jonah rebelled against God. His experience is described as running from the presence of the Lord in Jonah chapter 1 and verse 3. A believer out of fellowship with God can no longer enjoy the presence of the Lord. There is not only a dishonoring of the Lord, but there is a distance from the Lord. When a believer comes back to God, they can once again enjoy and experience His presence. David said in Psalm 16, verse 11, In thy presence is fullness of joy. Many can testify to the joy of once again being in His presence. Bethlehem also speaks to us of the place of God's provision. Bethlehem means the house of bread. We are told in Ruth chapter 1, verse 6, that Naomi had heard that God had visited His people in Bethlehem in giving them bread. 
Bethlehem was the place where God was meeting the needs of His people. It was the place where God was at work in the lives of His people. It was the place of God's provision. When one is away from God, they live a life that is barren of God's blessings. Whereas there had been a time when God was working in their life and blessing their life, away from God, those blessings are no longer experienced. There are times that Satan tells those who have failed God that they will never see God at work again in their life. But Satan has always been a liar. When one comes home, they will find a forgiving God that will once again make himself known in their life. That is one of the great lessons of Jesus' parable of the prodigal son. When the prodigal returned home, he was welcomed as a full son. Bethlehem also speaks to us of the place of God's people. Bethlehem was the place where God's people dwelt. It was the place where God's people were gathered. It was the place of kindred spirits and like-minded souls. No doubt you can think of someone that used to be in church and assembled with God's people. They never missed and their seat was never empty. But now they are not only out of fellowship with God, but out of fellowship with God's people. But praise God, we see Naomi coming home. We see her coming back to Bethlehem, the place of God's praise, the place of God's presence, His provision, and His people. When there is a return to the Lord, there will be a return to praising God, as well as God's presence, provision, and people. Secondly, think with me of the testimony with which she returned. We read in verse 19, So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, Is this Naomi? This verse says that when Naomi returned, the people of Bethlehem were moved when they saw her. The word moved literally means groan. When they saw her, they groaned. And they asked, Is this Naomi? Now, Such a question is not usually a good sign. Notice how she answered them in verse 20. Call me not Naomi, call me Mara. We saw in an earlier study that Naomi means pleasant, but Mara means bitter. Naomi was saying, don't call me pleasant, call me bitter. She was testifying to the results and consequences of leaving God. Disobedience to and wandering from God never leads to anything but eventual disappointment, devastation, and bitterness toward life. We see that Naomi testified of how God brought her back. Listen to Naomi's testimony in chapter 1, verse 21. The Lord hath brought me home again. She had been confronted by God. God had dealt with her sin. Remember that earthquake in 1811 that changed the direction of the mighty Mississippi? Well, God can shake up our lives like a mighty earthquake so that we will change the direction we are going in. And that is exactly what God did in Naomi's life. He started shaking until Naomi changed course in her life. And so now God has brought her home again. The Bible says in Numbers 32:23, Be sure your sin will find you out. One thing that is as certain as grass is green, water is wet, ice is cold, and fire is hot, God will bring the wayward believer home. The New York Times carried an article entitled, In Toronto, U.S. Fugitives Can Run But Can't Hide. 
The story is told of Joyce Carolyn Stevens, who was wanted in Texas on charges of aggravated robbery and kidnapping. She was hiding in Canada like thousands of other fugitives from the United States. She was found and arrested by the Metropolitan Toronto Police Fugitive Squad. This special squad had been organized in November 1993. Since its creation, there have been more than 200 fugitives arrested that fled to Canada, most of them Americans. The fugitive squad sent out the message to all fugitives, you can run, but you can't hide. Jonah found out that you can run, but you can't hide. Well, actually, he found out that you can't run from God and that you can't hide from God. Naomi discovered that even when she left God, he would not leave her. Somewhere, somehow, God will confront the believer that is away from home. One can be certain God will bring them home. Naomi also testified of how God broke her down. In verse 20, Naomi said, The Almighty hath dealt bitterly with me. It is so interesting how we blame God for the consequences of our disobedience. Naomi's choices had brought about the Lord's chastening. Chastening for wandering away from God is a spiritual certainty one cannot avoid or bypass. Hebrews 12.6 says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourges every son whom he receiveth. And Deuteronomy 8.5 says, Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Deuteronomy 8.5 tells us that Naomi should have understood that the consequences were inevitable. God will solely turn up the heat on a wandering child until there is sufficient pressure to change their course and conduct. I do not understand how a believer thinks that they can avoid the chastening hand of God when they go astray. Notice also in verse 21 that Naomi said, The Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me. She testified of how God had brought her back by breaking her down. God knows how to get our attention. He knows how to bring us back. I heard a preacher put in a humorous way that got the point across. He said, if you live for God down here, He will take you to heaven and crown you. But if you don't live for God, He will crown you down here and then take you to heaven. David said in Psalm 23, verse 3, He restoreth my soul. David had in mind stubborn and rebellious sheep. A shepherd was known at times to take his rod and break the front legs of a stubborn and straying sheep. It taught the sheep a lesson, and they never wandered off again. There may be some of you that can testify of how God brought you home. You are home, but you were brought home. And you understand Naomi's words when she says, The Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. The Almighty hath afflicted me. Thirdly, think with me of the time in which she returned. Ruth chapter 1 verse 22 says, So Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. Here are some of the most blessed words in the entire Bible. So Naomi returned. Praise God, one can come back. It is very interesting that she returned in the beginning of the barley harvest. This is a statement that is so full of truth and substance. I think it is so wonderful that the Holy Spirit included this statement describing the time in which she returned. It was the time the first grain of harvest was being reaped. 
Now the barley harvest began and took place during the month of Abib. Abib actually means green ears. And Abib was also a time when certain feasts were observed. For instance, this was a time when there was the application of the blood. Leviticus 23 tells us that the beginning of the barley harvest took place at Passover time. It was this time each year that the priest would take the blood of the sacrifice and carry it into the holy place to make atonement for sin. It was as if the Holy Spirit was saying that when one comes home, they will find that the blood of God's dear Son will cleanse them from all sin. Praise God, there is forgiveness for the returning saint. A group of six college students were traveling from New York to Florida. As their bus was passing through New Jersey, a man dressed in a plain, ill-fitting suit got on and sat down in front of them. He never moved, never spoke, only sitting there chewing his lip, staring out the window. The students eventually introduced themselves, and as they talked, they learned of his story. He had been in New York prison for the past four years and was now on his way home. For the past four years, he had had no contact with his wife and children. When he first went to prison, he wrote his wife and only told her that he was going away for a long time. And if she couldn't stand it, she could forget him and move on. As far as he knew, she had done exactly that. He told the students how the week before, when he was sure his parole was coming up, he had written her and asked for forgiveness. He had told her the whole story and expressed his desire to come home. There was a big oak tree on their place near the highway. He had asked her that if she would take him back to hang a white handkerchief on the tree. If she did, he would get off the bus. If there was not one there, he would know that she did not want him and he would go on his way. By this time, the bus was about 20 miles from his home. The students found themselves caught up in the man's anticipation. They were all looking out the window of the bus, waiting for a view of that oak tree. The closer they got, the quieter they got. As the bus drew near his home, suddenly the students were up out of their seats, screaming and shouting, crying and dancing in the aisles. There was not just one handkerchief, but the tree was covered in hundreds of handkerchiefs, blowing in the wind like a banner saying, Come on home. Yes, one can come home and will be welcomed with open arms. Is that not a part of the lesson of the prodigal son? Remember the description of the father's reaction to the son's return? It is recorded in Luke fifteen twenty, where it says, And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. He ran to him and hugged him and kissed him. And then the Bible goes on to tell us that they had a big celebration. That is a picture of how excited and how happy the Lord is when one of His children stopped their wandering and returned to Him. They return home. In fact, the story of the prodigal son is intended to show the joy in heaven over a sinner that repents. I know that because the verse that immediately precedes Jesus' account of the prodigal son, Luke 15.10 says, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. God is waiting, and he will forgive you of all your sin. His blood will cleanse from all unrighteousness. These Jewish feasts in the month of Abib were also a time in which there was anticipation of the blessings. 
The time of Naomi's return was also a time when the Feast of First Fruits was observed. The fields had been sown, and the first fruits of the crop had come up and had been harvested. A sheaf of barley would have been weighed before the Lord as an offering of thanksgiving for that which was to come. It was an act whereby praise and thanks were given to God for the blessings to come. It was as if the Holy Spirit was saying, not only can forgiveness be found, but God will begin blessing the returning one's life again. Maybe you have failed God. Look, everyone has failed God to some measure or another. And you may be thinking, God will never bless me again. I've blown it. Oh no, my dear friend. When a believer comes home, it will always be barley time. I said that the beginning of the barley harvest was in the month of Abib, which would be our April. That's springtime. A time when new life is blooming. And it can be springtime for you. You can come home and start over with a new life. What must you do to return to God? Repent and ask the Lord to give you for your wandering from Him and the disobedience in your life. Jesus said in Revelation 2.5, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works. What does it mean to repent? It means to stop going the wrong direction and stop doing the wrong things. And to turn in the right direction and start living in obedience to God's word and will. And then ask the Lord to forgive you for your sins. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Coming home to God is that simple. So why continue to live on the empty husk of sin? Why continue to live apart from God's presence, apart from His provisions and His blessings? The choice is yours. Live in bitter unhappiness or come home to the open arms of God. I hope you have been blessed and encouraged by our weekly time together in God's Word. If our time together each week is a blessing, then we would appreciate you letting us know. We are excited by the opportunity to share God's Word, but we need to know that you want us to continue this weekly broadcast. To do that, you can send an email to office at dscaz.com. That's office at dscaz.com. Or you can drop us a little note by mailing it to P.O. Box 8516, Surprise, Arizona, 85374. Or you can visit our website, www.dscaz.com, where you will find a contact form for your use. Just tell us what you think and that you want us to continue. Your comments and feedback would be a blessing to us and will encourage us to continue this ministry. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may you be daily in His Word.